I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. If the information that you have is not producing results for you, then maybe you don't have as much information as you thought. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has a relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOnDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? Answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. Of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then You're going to stick around the program, even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network, so that you can connect with other people, so that you can trade for services, so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, That is WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to occur. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and philosophies all under one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to become aware of your own ignorance. Aware of your ignorance. And I'll explain what that means, what it looks like, what it sounds like in a moment. First, let me tell you that everybody I know who is aware of their own ignorance, people who know where their blind spots and weaknesses are, they are recipients of my daily motivation text message, a message I send free every day straight to your phone to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. You want to receive it as well, because I know you're one of these people. Text me at the number 305-384-6894. That message again every day straight to your phone free of charge. Just text me the number again, 305-384-6894. Now, let's be clear what this means when I say being aware of your own ignorance. I think socially we use this word ignorant in a way to kind of mean like, in a way that we use it as a uh, kind of like an insult. You say somebody's ignorant because you just d- disagree with them or you think they have an incorrect opinion on a certain topic. First of all, in episode 1125, I explained to you the difference between ignorance and stupidity. See, somebody being stupid and someone being ignorant are actually two different things. If you understand the definition of both words, which I'll give you one in a minute. And in episode 1649, I told you that ignorance is not an excuse. So let's get clear on what this word means. The definition of ignorance means a lack of knowledge or information. That's it. Being ignorant just means you do not know something. You do not have certain pieces of information. So becoming aware of your ignorance just means knowing that there are things that you don't know. So being ignorant does not mean you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're stupid. And stupid means you know something, but you are acting as if you do not know, meaning you know not to touch the hot stoves. It'll burn your hand, but then you touch the hot stove. That's just a stupid thing to do. Ignorant is when you don't know that the stove's hot and you touch it, then you burn your hand. So then you won't make the same mistake twice. So ignorance is often just a temporary state of not knowing something. So today I'm going to help you become aware of the things that you don't know, because when you know that you don't know something, then you probably behave differently than when you don't know that you don't know something or when you actually do know things. Point number one, Tompkins, once again, is how to become aware of your own ignorance. Number one, accept that you do not know everything. I mean, this is the first step in becoming aware of your ignorance is that everybody is ignorant in some way, shape, or form, or plural, ways, shapes, and forms. In other words, none of us knows everything. None of us is completely knowledgeable on every subject at all times and all places. And even the subjects on which we are knowledgeable, that information can change because what we knew about computer science 10 years ago is different than what we know about it today. What you knew about your industry when you first started working there is different from the information that exists today, unless you just started working there yesterday. Maybe not much has changed, but you got to accept that you don't know everything. And this is part of being coachable. In episode 1968, we talked about our answered, asked the question, some questions that help you uncover whether you are uncoachable or not. In episode 1912, I gave you a framework for being coached. Episode 1762, how to get maximum value from mentors and people giving you information. In episode 1241, a key growth principle of being coachable. The reason why I'm bringing up coachability so much in this first point is that 
many times, especially these days when we're in this information age, when anyone can access any information anywhere at any time, or at least what we think is information, sometimes it's not actual accurate information, but we think is information, is that many people put themselves in a, get themselves into a frame of mind that they have all the information that they need. They don't need to hear anything from anyone else and that they probably should be giving out information rather than absorbing it. The problem is, and here's how you can, here's a good way for you to uh, gauge this for yourself. Here's a good barometer. If the information that you have is not producing results for you, then maybe you don't have as much information as you thought, or maybe you're just not applying that information, which means maybe you need to learn more from someone who actually knows how to apply it. Just having information in itself, whether it is accurate or not, is worthless. It's your application of the information and your ability to disseminate it to someone else so that they can apply it and get a result. That's when you really have actual, solid, tangible information. So you must accept that you do not know everything in order to be aware of the first step in being aware of your ignorance is accepting that you don't know everything. There are some things that you need to learn. And the way that you don't know something and the K-N-O-W know that I'm using in this particular topic is knowing that you can produce a result with your information and you could actually teach somebody else how to produce a result with that information. If you're not doing both, producing results yourself and helping others produce results with that same information, then maybe you're short somewhere when it comes to information. All right. That's what I mean when I say knowing that you don't know everything. That's the knowing that I'm talking about here. Not just, hey, I found it on Google or I read a book or I took a course or I listened to somebody's YouTube video or podcast. Are you producing actual results and are you helping others produce results? That's when you know something. The first step to curing ignorance, everybody, is accepting that you have it. First step to curing a sickness is accepting that you're sick. First step to getting your broken leg fixed is accepting that, hey, this bone is broken. So now you can do something about it. Because if you don't accept that something's wrong, then you're probably not going to do anything to try to fix it. And it's probably not going to fix itself just you know, by itself. So if you have a flat tire on your vehicle, but you keep denying that the tire is flat and you keep driving, you either at some point will have to admit it because the car is not operating the way it's supposed to, or you would destroy your vehicle one piece at a time, right? The rim, the axle, the entire frame of the car, things will just keep getting worse until you acknowledge that there is a gap in your knowledge, meaning ignorance. Acknowledging means noticing that there is some knowledge that you either have or don't have or that you need to pay attention to. And sometimes you need to acknowledge your lack of knowledge or things are just going to keep getting worse until or unless you do. Point number two, today's topic once again is how to become aware of your own ignorance. Number two, Refer to the scoreboard for objective truth on your ignorance. I just laid this out here a little bit in point number one. In sports, we have a literal scoreboard. This is a great thing about sports when I draw you know, so many parallels as being an athlete, drawing parallels from sports to everyday life, whether we're talking business or anywhere in between. In sports, you have a literal scoreboard. And the good thing about the scoreboard in sports, as opposed to any other way that success or results are tallied in any other aspect of life is that in sports, everybody agrees that the scoreboard is the determining factor in who is winning and who is losing, who's better, who's worse, at least on that particular day. In no other area of life do we have one scoreboard that everybody agrees with and we all are on that page and everybody looks to it to say who won and who else. Even in business, you know, some people say in business, the money can be a scoreboard, but not everybody is attracted necessarily to money. And Sometimes you can make a whole lot of money in your business, but what'd you spend in order to make that money? You might spend $800,000 in advertising and make $900,000 in sales. So you actually only took home $100,000. That's before any other expenses. So are you actually beating someone who took home $150,000, but they only made $300,000 in revenue? 
Not necessarily. Actually, no, if we're looking at it that way. But who even has all the information? You might not even have all that information about what everybody else has or what they spent in order to make their money. So not even in business, there's no one scoreboard that is objective that we can all look at. Only in sports do we have this one scoreboard that says, all right, this team has 10 points. This team has nine points. So the team with 10 points is at least winning at this moment or if the game's over, they won. This is why sports is so great, because in sports, no athlete or coach can bullshit themselves because the scoreboard is always telling you the truth. You cannot say I'm better than this other opponent when you and that opponent just face each other and that opponent beat you. Now, you can't say that you're better than them. Now, in some sports, there are some caveats here in some sports like boxing, for example. If the fight goes the distance and it goes to the scorecards, one fighter who loses on the scorecards because there are judges and judges are human and humans are subjective, even when they are trying and are even they're mandated not to be, the humans are still human. They may make some subjective, subjective decisions that you disagree with and you have a right to that. But let's just say you get in a boxing match, this might knock you out. Now, you can't say you're better than the guy who knocked you out because you know the rules of, of fighting and they knocked you out. They won. That's just what it is. So in sports, most sports, let's say, the ones that actually have scoreboards and not scorecards and not human judges, there's no bullshitting right? because the scoreboard is telling you the truth. In every other area of life, though, you must be more discerning and disciplined as to what your scoreboard is because we don't have the same scoreboards in other areas of life. In business, you can have many different scoreboards. You can have how many leads are you generating, how many customers you have, how many sales you made, how much money you're making. The point is this, though. It doesn't matter you know, what scoreboard you decide on. You just need one. Because the scoreboard doesn't have an opinion. Something that I've told you many times when it comes to business, especially those of you who are in digital marketing, the data decides. If you're running advertising, any of you who run ads and you're trying to figure out how do you know if your advertising results are good? All right. Somebody says, well, I got 10 leads to come through my funnel yesterday, Dre. Is that good? Well, it depends. Compared to what? Good compared to what? Is it how many leads you get the day before? How many leads you get this day last year? So good is relative. So you have to decide what data are you measuring? When you know what data you're measuring, then you can know whether you are doing better, worse, good, bad. If you should do more, do less, you need to change something. You need to figure out what your scoreboard is. Again, this is why sports is so great. You don't have to figure anything out because if you play basketball, there's a scoreboard up on the wall. It says the Chicago Bulls have 100 points. The New York Knicks have 95 points. That means Chicago Bulls won the game. All right, it's a clear scoreboard. You don't have to figure anything out. You don't have to parse any data. It's right there. It's just straight up and down. Every other area of life, however, you must decide what your measuring points are. You must decide what your scoreboards are. And you need to look at that scoreboard for objective truth on where you may be lacking information or lacking execution. In other words, where you are ignorant. So every other area of life, you must be discerning, meaning you have to look into and you have to have the skill of judgment to figure out, all right, what am I missing here? What am I not seeing? I covered this in episode 1431, discernment, your skill of perception and judgment. You got to be discerning and disciplined to figure out what your scoreboard is going to be and you choose. Now, the challenge with these scoreboards and every other area of life is that no one else has to have the same scoreboard as you. Again, in sports, everybody has the same scoreboard. So if you play basketball in California and somebody else plays basketball in Florida, and you're averaging 25 points a game and they're averaging 10 points a game, you can compare those even though you are not never playing against each other. There's some ways that you can compare each other. But in other areas of life, your scoreboard is just about you. So you have to figure out what you're comparing yourself to. And the best person to compare yourself to is yourself. Are you getting better? Are you getting worse? So that you're not looking at anyone else and judging yourself by their success or failure, but by your own success and failure. So the point is, scoreboard does not have an opinion. Your scoreboard does not have emotions. Your scoreboard cannot be a hater 
quote unquote. It just tells you the plain truth of your situation. The scoreboard settles all debates. But if you don't have a scoreboard, then you can't settle your debates. And this is where these days you get a lot of people debating about things, but they can't even decide on what they're debating about. And this is why you get arguments to just keep going because nobody can agree on a scoreboard. And this is why I told you that dictionary matters so much because dictionary makes it clear what we're talking about and why. And this is why you hear me defining terms and words all the time, even on this show, before I talk about a subject. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to become aware of your own ignorance. Number three, get into learning mode and ask more questions than you give out answers. This is important, especially important these days when, again, everybody has access to what we perceive as information. And sometimes it is information and sometimes it is not. But you got to get into learning mode, meaning understanding that you don't know everything. And even when you do know a whole lot of stuff, you can't learn when you're talking. You can't learn when you're disseminating information. You only learn when you're taking it in. So stop talking and start listening. Start observing. Take things in. That's what it means to be in learning mode. Ask more questions than you give answers. Even when you have all the information, you can use questions. So some people call it a Socratic method to teach people something without actually giving them the information. Because as they say, if you try to convince someone of information that you have, they may accept it, they may not. And when you're gone, they'll go right back to believing whatever they want to believe, whether it's what you told them or is what they already believed before you showed up. So even when you know more than everybody else, ask questions. Because if you know more, you can ask the right questions that will lead them to the information that you want them to have anyway. And they'll feel much less defensive about it because it's not like you're force feeding them information that they have to accept. They will come across it on their own because you open their mind up with the right questions. That's why I have a book called Ask Yourself the Right Question. Ask Yourself a Better Question, excuse me. And 25 Conversation Starters, two books about asking questions that will help you open people up and open yourself up rather than having something forced upon you, even by myself, even if I'm the one who wrote the book. So even when you know more than other people, ask questions. In my experience, and maybe even yours, it's much easier to show people what they don't know through questions than it is to show them what they don't know through statement. And even though you can teach people things they don't know through statement, for example, on this very show, I make a lot of statements. I don't ask a ton of questions directly to you on the show. I ask some questions, but most of the time I'm giving you statements here on the show. You can give people information via statements. They may accept it. They may not. But if you're talking directly to a human, I'm not saying like a one way conversation like this is a little bit different simply because you can't respond to me. We're not having a back and forth. But if I was talking to you one on one, any of you who has ever talked to me one on one, yes, I will make statements, but I will also ask you questions so I can find out where you're at and perhaps plant a seed of some information in you without you even knowing that I'm doing it. But there, I just told you my method, which is not new. I did not create that method. People have been using it for ages. So you can get information to people easier via questions and statements most of the time, simply because nobody wants to feel like they don't have information. Nobody wants to feel like they don't know stuff. So even if you know that they don't know stuff, if you don't make it explicit and you rather indirectly get them the information through asking questions, it's a much better chance you'll, you'll educate them than if you just come to them and say, hey, listen, dummy, here are, the other, here are all the things that you need to know. They'll be less defensive using that Socratic method. Again, that comes from Socrates. And the reason Socrates was looked at as such a wise person, he finally found out the reason people thought he was so wise simply because he didn't think he knew anything. So he would always ask questions rather than go around and just pass out information because he was so smart. That is the Socratic method. When you're trying to teach somebody something, ask question after question after question after question until they get the answer instead of you giving them the answer. Again, is that they get to the same result, but for whatever reason, because we're human, it works better. So teach via questions. So when should you be in learning mode? 
because you don't have to be in learning mode all the time. There are times to teach. There are times if you're a coach or you're a speaker or you're an author or you're a podcaster or you're some expert on a certain subject or you're a, a professor at a college, there are times when you need to be in the front of the room giving out the information. Sometimes you do need to just give people what they need to know. So when do you know when to step into learning mode? Here's the answer. I'll make it real simple for you. When you are in the midst of people who know more than you, then you should be in learning mode. And let me give you a little hint about people who know more than you is that everybody could possibly know something that you don't know. Now, that doesn't mean you need to know all of it, but anyone could know something that you don't know, which means even when you believe, and you might be right, you know a hundred times more information than the person that you're talking to. If you ask the right questions, you could learn some things from that person who knows, again, 1% of what you know. Now, you might be saying, well, Dre, how am I going to find the 1% that they know that I don't know? Well, here's the thing. What they know does not necessarily have to be something that trumps your knowledge. What they know could be their perspective. It could be their reasons. It could be their opinion. It could be their experience. You can learn about another person's experience. Nobody knows more about another person's experience than they do. So even if you're talking to a person who's a complete idiot and they know nothing about the things that you know that matter the most to you, you don't know their life. You don't know their experience. You don't know their perspective. You don't know why they think the way they think. So just ask questions about that. So and you get to actually kill two birds with one stone. First of all, you get to learn something about another person's perspective, which can be enlightening if you listen. Number one, no matter who they are, they could have nowhere close to anything that you want in life. But you can learn about their perspective, which might open your mind to, oh, you know, I never thought about things like that. I didn't know people looked at things like that. You can learn that way. And number two, you can make yourself a new friend, because since most of us are usually in giving out information mode, talking mode, trying to tell people what we know mode. When someone finally comes across a person, which will be you, who is willing to listen, ask questions and just listen to them, they will love you simply because, damn, here's somebody who actually wants to listen to me talk. They're not trying to give me information, but they're actually listening to me. Most people don't listen. Most people spend more time giving out information, even when they have none, than they should. So if you could just be a, an open ear who listens and gives space to another person, hold space for them to talk so that they can actually say what they want to say and have somebody pay attention to them actively then they will love you simply because people like you who listen are so few and far between. So you can kill two birds with one stone right there. You make a lot of friends doing that at the same time. You don't even have to give them any information or tell them anything about yourself. Just ask the right questions. And listen, read my book, 25 Conversation Starters. Ask the right questions. You can open people up and just let them talk. And you don't have to say but 10 words the whole conversation. And they will love you. And you didn't even say anything. So killing two birds with one stone. That's some free game right there that wasn't even part of plan, the part of the plan for today's topic. So when you're in the midst of people who know more than you, understand that could be anyone depending on what you're trying to learn. Again, it doesn't have to be better than what you know, just what they know or even what they think or why they think. it. So when you ask questions, you will always learn something new, even if what you're learning is just how little the other person knows. See what I did there? Let's recap today's class, which is how to become aware of your own ignorance. The definition of ignorance is a lack of knowledge or information. Being ignorant does not make you a bad person. It's just a temporary state of not knowing things. Number one, accept that you don't know everything. All right, be coachable. Being coachable does not necessarily mean that you have a coach. It'd be great if you did, though. The first step in curing ignorance is accepting that you have ignorance. If you have a flat tire, but you keep driving because you think the tire is not flat, eventually things are going to get worse and worse. And so you either accept it or you can't even keep doing, you can't even keep existing in your ignorance. Point number two, refer to the scoreboard for objective truth on your ignorance. So first of all, you got to have a scoreboard. If you're not an athlete, you must create your own scoreboard. In your business, you can say, okay, our scoreboard is 
our business needs to make this much revenue every day, or we need to be generating this many leads, or I need to, I need to be getting this kind of energy from my family when I go home every day. It doesn't necessarily have to be a measurable thing, but it, can, it needs to be something that you can look at and say, yes, I'm, yes, I'm getting this or no, I'm not getting it and know when you need to make adjustments. You need to have an objective truth of a scoreboard that can tell you how you're doing so that you know when you need to make adjustments. Remember that scoreboards don't have opinions. They don't have emotions. They don't hate. They are not going to uh, lie and tell you some bullshit just to make you feel good. Scoreboard just tells you the plain truth. So you need something that can be a plain truth teller to you to make it clear where you're at, why, and what to do about it. Point number three, get in learning mode. Ask more questions than you give answers. Even when you know more than the other person, you can still ask questions. You can learn about their perspective, their reasoning, their opinions, why they have the judgment that they have. Even if they're not giving you new knowledge, they are giving you a new way of looking at things or at least sharing their way of looking at things. You don't have to accept it, but you can learn something from that. So you can be in learning mode at any time as long as you choose the right mindset and perspective with the people with whom you deal. So ask questions and you'll always learn something new, even if all you learn is how much, how little the person that you're talking to actually knows. And sometimes you might need to do that. So all that said, send me a text at the following number and get my daily motivation every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And my group coaching program and one-on-one coaching programs are available for any of you who wants to get into not only learning mode, but teaching mode, because I will show you how you can get into this teaching mode and actually use it to make money for yourself, help other people step their game up, and at the same time, step your own up. That is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.